This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. We reap if we faint not, Father. That's what your word says. You said put you in remembrance of your word, so that's what we're doing this morning. We thank you that you have sent your word and you healed us and you delivered us from all destruction. And we receive that, we take it this morning, and we speak to the mountain of sickness and disease. We speak to the mountain of problems. We speak to the mountain of adversity. We speak to the mountain in every stacked word against us. We speak to it in the name of Jesus, command it to be removed and cast into the sea. We don't doubt in our heart, but we believe those things that we say come to pass, and we have what we say. So we declare today that we are the healed. We have ears to hear. We've come to hear and be healed. We are whole. We are delivered. We are set free. We are prosperous. Money comes to us. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. We carry your life inside of us, and we release it this morning to those in need of healing. And, Father, those that need healing so bad that their ears are closed, Father, we speak to their ears and command them to be opened in the name of Jesus, that they will come and hear and be healed. And, Father, we thank you that we rest in you. We enter into that rest this morning. We've worked to believe you. So we declare with our mouth this morning that we believe you, that you have sent your word, that you already healed us, and we receive it in the name of Jesus, and we just enter into the rest knowing that you're not a man that you should lie. Have you not said it, and shall you not do it? Father, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You never change. And what you've done for one, you'll do for another. And so we thank you for it this morning. We thank you for every good thing. And we come together as believers, and we believe you that we have what you said belongs to us in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you for our pastor. And as he brings the word of God this morning, I thank you that rivers of living water flow out of them in the name of Jesus. And not only does it encourage and send to the hearers grace and mercy, but as he ministers to others, it ministers to him. We thank you, Father, that he hears your voice and a stranger's voice he does not follow, and he speaks the words that you have given him. And we thank you, mighty signs and wonders and miracles and demonstrations, manifestations and visitations of the Holy Spirit happen here today. And you are welcome Welcome here in this place, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place, Jesus. You are welcome in this place, Father God. And we thank you. And we declare Jesus is Lord here. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. We'll see how this comes out this morning. I almost called Joe. I said, no, <laughs> I need this. And then her prayer. Um, been in the hospital a lot for my mom and stuff, and uh, you know, there's a lot of sick folks, all ages, and uh, you look around and you, you try and find parking spots, and and uh, we have a great opportunity to minister because every time we see someone sick, that is an opportunity for us to minister God's healing power. Opportunity is everywhere, and. <clears throat> I'm so glad that God is against sickness and disease. Yeah. 
because it steals, it kills, it destroys. It's uh, no one who is love and God is love would be for the agony and hurt that, that people go through. And um, uh, some of the things they do, you know, it's just totally contrary to the word. It is, is a place that uh, their whole business is built on sickness and disease. And, uh, and there's a lot of Christians there because I got to talk to several uh, strong believers and stuff, and they, that's their ministry. But the culture, though, is, is sickness and disease. It, God is out of the picture pretty much except for, you know, some of these Christian nurses and stuff. And got the witness to a, uh, a nurse who's Muslim, had a real good talk with her, and uh, believed the Lord is really working uh, on her heart. So it's a, it's a tremendous place to witness and minister to people because people are open and, and ready to, to receive. But also it, it's a place that just seems to wear you out. Um, my mom, they, she was on the floor. They had interns, and um, they practiced on her. <laughs> and she's weak and tired, and they're coming in, and they're doing <laughs> exam after exam. And uh, they finally finished, and here comes another one. And they looked down and just shook my head. No, you got to be kidding. <laughs> she needs some rest. I thought hospitals were a place of rest. No, <laughs> not at all. But, but, you know, we've got to hate what God hates, and he hates things that violate the finished work of the cross. He is not just a little opposed. He is completely opposed to sickness, disease, infirmity, lack, poverty. His son, the son of God, was crucified and and suffered, what a death he suffered, spiritual death. I mean, he paid the price. He, he took the punishment that we deserved. And I don't want to be in a, so comfortable with that that I, I lose my fight against it because it is not the kingdom of God. And we're to bring the kingdom of God. So we have to stir ourselves and keep ourselves. And that's the reason uh, I went to the uh, dedication last night and uh, at City Church. I had a great time, but, I mean, I was, fuel was very low. I mean, I was just, uh, I was stayed home if it wasn't for Pastor Troy and love him and everything. So, but I got home, I said, well, I called Joe. I said, I don't want to do this to her this late. I know she would have one in the holster. She'd <laughs> go. But the Lord ministered to me that, no, go, because I'm going to minister to you. I said, thank you. So when I heard that prayer, I knew that was directly God speaking because we need to, uh, if you're dealing with somebody, you know, going through things, you've got to continually feast and feed on the Word of God and it seems like you just have to fit it in at times because it can be um, just uh, time can go very quick. 
So I, I got to thinking that I was just praying last night about uh, what to say. So this might be a smorgasbord. We'll just see how it comes out. But one of the things that he ministered to me is Revelations 19.10 where it says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You know, I've, I've talked about this before, but uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we share what Jesus has done, we release the spirit of prophecy. Or we release a prophetic anointing that what God has done before, he will do again. And the power is there to cause it to come to pass. Every time that I testify what Jesus has done, I'm releasing the voice of God and it's ministering that God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, if he did it for you, he'll do it for someone else. And here's the, the key that the anointing is present to do it again. And he's the same yesterday and forever. And what happened to me is I had an opportunity. I was ministering um, along the lines of um, marriage to some people, and, um, and they asked me, uh, I've been divorced, they asked me, you know, testimony and stuff, and I wound up telling testimony what the Lord had done and how he ministered me and um, told about, you know, uh, releasing forgiveness and how when I did that, so I heard the Lord say, hey, Bob, you've heard heard me talk about this, but the Lord spoke to me. I looked up. I mean, it was an audible voice. and um, The love of God went from my head down to my feet. I never felt, and, and even since, so much love. Even he just called my name, and the love of God overwhelmed me. And when I was telling my testimony, uh, you know, I'm trying to, uh, trying to remember it, you know, <laughs> because it kind of caught me off guard after me. And uh, so I'm, it's all coming back, and I'm giving it. And you know what happened? Anointing, tangible anointing, came as I'm sharing that testimony. And then I got to thinking, how many times have you or I shared what the Lord has done, and there's a presence, a tangible presence of God? Why, we're releasing the prophetic anointing that God will do it again. And then I got thinking about Israel. What did God do? He always had them remember this or uh, remember the testimony. Remember the testimony. He tells them over and over why. He wants them to know that he will supernaturally intervene again in their behalf. So that testimony is something that we, we need to be more giving with. And then I got to thinking about the times we've had, and I, I've shared it before, and I don't want to, I'm not releasing any faith because I've come against it. I realized that I was saying it. Uh, what had happened so much, I was releasing faith. <laughs> but 
how we bought new equipment to take testimonies, and we had testimony after testimony, and uh, how many times it happened where we didn't get it, didn't get the testimony. And it hit me last night. I knew the enemy was stealing it, but he was stealing the voice of God, the prophetic anointing, to do it again. I said, man, we got to get these testimonies. Now, we have tremendous testimonies. I hear them all the time. But they're not getting told because one thing, I don't remember them. I'll say, Sundays is not the best time for me to... I just... It's just not. And uh, people share, oh, this happened. This is great. You know, the testimonies are here. God is doing awesome things. We're just not hearing them. So then I'll say, look, hey, write it down for me. They don't. And it's just the busyness of our day. I know how it is to get distracted. And then it's gone. The testimony, the prophetic anointing, the heal is not released because the testimony does not get, get spoken. I had a couple the other day that told me that they decided they were going to tithe. And what did they do? They tithe. They go to they pay their house note, that their rent, and it had been paid. No. No one has taken that they've asked every relative, everything. No, no, nothing. Nothing. It was just paid. Well, they've called three or four times, you know, checking because they're, they're, they're concerned there was a mishap or something. But this has been a, a couple months or so has gone by, actually, when this happened. And so, well, receive it. And I got to share with them how we've had many testimonies when people start to tithe. God comes, confirms, and, and shows. And, you know, we had a lady who uh, had a loan through the bank, and she went to the bank to, to pay on her loan, and they said, you have no balance on this loan. It was thousands. It was thousands of dollars. And she said, there's got to be some kind of mistake. And they, they looked it up, and they said, no, it's been paid in, in full. Wow. The whole thing was wiped out. Amen. Thank you. Well, the testimony of the Lord releases a prophetic anointing for God to do that again. It stirs our faith. We don't have to wait for an angel to stir the waters. God put the waters inside of us. We stir up our faith, and we receive from God. And when I share what God has done, wow, power's released. So why the Lord it had me years ago praying for healing, I know faith has corresponding action. It's not faith until there's corresponding action. There's got to be some action to what you just prayed. If you believe you receive, I don't care if it's wiggling your little toe. There's got to be some action. So we would get, and we had an example of my friend that came uh, a few months back who uh, had the five vertebrae and neck and the, 
and all this in the in the eye, and she had surgery on the eye, was having the headaches and, and stuff. And she starts, you know, what do you need prayer for? And she starts her list and said, and you know how it is when you're praying for somebody. I'm not really in the mood to hear just a whole lot. <laughs> you know, just just briefly tell me. <laughs> Don't go into the stories, <laughs> everything. And said, well, just stop there. <laughs> Let's just deal with that. Let's just deal with the headache. And we dealt with the headache. What were we doing? The headache left. All of a sudden, we're stirring faith. There's a prophetic anointing because the testimony that she is experiencing is what? The headache's gone. Well, if God will do that. So we rejoice. I said, that's just stop us thinking that the headache's gone. You know, and we gave him praise. And so when you stop, and you give the testimony that the pain's gone or this. It may not be the complete different, but you're releasing. It may not be the complete healing that you're after, but that peace releases a prophetic anointing that God's going to do the rest. Hey, if he took care of the migraine headaches, if my eyes no longer hurting, if the pain's left my body, and I would say that means God's healing, resurrection, Tunamis, explosive powers working on the inside of you. Just keep on receiving. Just keep on. So we, we rejoice that the little toe moved. We rejoice that the headache's gone, that the pain left. We rejoice in it, and we're saying, God's going to finish it. God's going to do the rest. What are we doing? The testimony of Jesus releases the spirit of prophecy. We've got to capture these testimonies. And I, I, I do believe that the testimony will capture the people that come in and receive healing. The testimony can move a family, can touch a whole family. My nephew, I've talked about how he got baptized Sunday. And I mean... He was every day telling me, I'm getting water baptized. He was so excited. He's devouring the word. Just on fire for God. You know what? My family's saying that. The whole family is seeing the change. Our life is a testimony read by all people. What's your testimony? What are you saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. And see, the culture of this world is not good testimonies. As woe as me, it's, I mean, it's not, it's all negative. But we're positive. We have good news. It's not bad news, it's good news. It's too good to be true news in the natural, but supernaturally good. And we have a testimony to share. We have things happen in this, in just our church family, that the doctors can't understand. So then, you can tell I had time last night. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying that I thought about some of the times I've seen God just do move in, in so much power. And I thought about when I was out ministering. And the lady with the blind eye, her eye opened. And she was hearing the testimony of the word during the, the preaching of the word. She's hearing testimony of what God can do. 
But then when her eye opened, and you've heard me share it, you know, I prayed for her, and she said, you know, I said, look and see. And she said, you know, it's the same. I said, that's fine. So we believe by faith. Sit down in the front row, and she just starts looking. And all of a sudden, she screams, interrupts the prayer line, and screams, I can see! Well, that's, that's fine. You want to interrupt the prayer line. We stopped. And she said, my eye opened, and I can see. And she goes, uh-oh, it's closing. I said, stand in faith. We came against it, opened back up. Whatever you get by faith, the enemy will try and steal it. And it opened up. Well, we hit a small healing line. Guess what happened? The spirit of prophecy. We know her. If she got her blind eye opened, and she was so funny, she's looking up at the worship leader and goes, well, you look better than I thought. So what happened? The atmosphere changed through the testimony, one experience, and all of a sudden, I mean, everybody wants to be prayed for. That's when we had the guy with the back issues, and I prayed for him, and I tell him to bend over, and he bends over, he's bawling. I thought, the man's hurting, you know. Here I am, just full of faith, you know. Oh, I'm feeling for him. I'm thinking he's hurting. And, and the pastor whispered over to me and said, he can't do that. I said, what do you mean he can't? And I, I went to the man. I said, what's going on? Are you okay? And he said, I had back surgery. And I forgot how many it had. But he had rods in his back. He said, I can't do what I'm doing. I can't bend over. The rods are gone. What? I mean, what happened? What was the difference? I don't think you even would have came up if it wasn't for the blind eye opening. The testimony of Jesus ignited a spirit of prophetic anointing and it changed the atmosphere. And everybody, everybody's coming up then. I mean, we got a line. And I mean, I'm getting help and all this, you know, praying for everybody. Wow. Do you see how we have to capture the testimonies. And then I got to thinking about if we capture the testimonies, what will happen? I believe it's the dreams and what the Lord has shown that the line out there to come to healing center is just down the street. And people are coming in wheelchairs. They're getting prayed. They're walking out. And we have a problem putting all the wheelchairs somewhere, all the crutches and everything. We cannot, we cannot contain it all. I guess we could resell them. All. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or we could lay hands on them. Sit in this chair. Hey! <laughs> Put a little cloth in there. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it convicted me. He said, man, I'm, I'm going to share my testimony because, like, I've been healed of prostate cancer, but do I share that much? No, a whole lot. If somebody has uh, cancer, 
you know. And I thought, what? what? Well, it's been years ago now. And then it hit me. He's the same yesterday and forever. That testimony from years ago carries with it the prophetic anointing to do it again. So I've got to share that thing. So then I'm thinking about Kenneth Hagin. And Kenneth Hagin would share his testimony all the time. I just, I could say it bearing him, you know. There we go. And what was he doing? He was releasing prophetic anointing. And a friend of mine, his, his wife, you know, really has a mental breakdown, loses it, and doesn't even make sense. He gets in the car and he uh, drives to Tulsa, Oklahoma, goes into Kenneth Hagin, and Kenneth Hagin lays hands on her and she comes in her right mind. Why? The testimonies were coming out of that place. What the ministry there was seeing was staggering. I mean, it just... It was awesome, all the things that were happening. So the testimony was coming out of that place, and it was drawing people. Well, it's been prophesied over and over that we would be a house that draws the sick, the, uh, those that, uh, in torment, those that are missing limbs. Those, I mean, just creative miracles and power release and a house of miracles. Well, I believe... But the Lord is telling me that we activate and release the miracle-working power through the testimony of Jesus in the spirit of prophecy. And I believe that's the reason the enemy hates testimonies. He hates testimonies because it brings glory to the finished work of the cross. It brings glory to Jesus and what he's done. It's all about him. He gets all the praise. He gets all the glory. Testimony in the Old Testament comes from a word which means to do it again. To do it again. We hear testimony at ministers that God wants to do it again. It's a prophetic word from the Lord that you can have it now. That you can have it. It encourages people. encourages people to reach out and receive what Jesus has already done. And God's no respecter of persons. What he's done for someone else, he will do for you. But to say, yesterday's testimony shared helps bring new testimonies for today. Yesterday's testimony shared helps bring new testimonies for today. Or you could say testimonies open the door to the miraculous. Another way of saying the spirit of prophecy, we could say God is speaking to us through testimonies. It's the voice of God, the spirit of prophecy.
some things that we know Jesus is still the same today. Healing was purchased at Christ's death. We're redeemed from the curse. God's not a respecter of persons. Jesus was manifested and destroyed the works of the enemy. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Free from condemnation, fear, and priority. All condemnation as, as if sin never existed. That's what we're walking around with. We're vessels. We have a treasure inside of us called the life of God. And we're the righteousness of God walking around. No wonder we're supposed to do the same works he did in greater works. There's more of us now. We're to carry that anointing and release healing. We should be causing, we should be sharing testimony all the time. And there's another verse that says that when you share what the Lord said, it's a meditation. And that means it's getting written on your heart because meditation writes on the heart. So you're writing when you're sharing your testimony. You're writing on your heart. It's a meditation unto the Lord. But it says that, that we will rule and reign in this life through the grace of God and the righteousness of God. We have right standing with God. Now here's, here's where I'm at in this. I believe if someone comes to us, we should be able to do like Jesus, bring healing. He never turned down anyone that came to him. And I know they come in, in different places, different states, some in unbelief, or you know, some will say, I have no faith, you know, whatever. But I want us to contend for the faith and press through that if somebody comes to us, that we have the anointing and we can bring healing. And I know sometimes that people have made a decision and God will not override their decision. Some people have decided to, to leave and it's their choice. And, the, and God will not override some things. But I believe the key to all of this, we need testimonies. So what I thought I'd do, we start a little late here. Does somebody have a testimony they'd like to share for a couple minutes? Come up and share your testimony. Let me get a mic where we can... We're going to have a testimony on tape. This is the best. That's fine. About two months ago, um, I received a call from a uh, relative, and they wanted me to pray for somebody that was diagnosed with cancer and had spread and uh, looking like it was towards the last stages of everything and not going well. And, and the, what this person said to me, was that I don't know if this person is going to heaven. They think they know where they're going. So with that, we got on the phone and we, you know, I walked them through some things. It's very receptive and I couldn't see anything because we're miles and, you know, hundreds of miles away from one another. And, and um, I told them how God loved them, of course, and how I wanted them healed. And um, by the way, this person is 80 plus. And um, which is just absolutely wonderful. And while, while all this was happening, uh, my friend grabbed the phone and said, 
he is going into a bunch of pain. I said, okay, fine. And so I went in overdrive. You know how that happens sometimes, and you want to get a big download. So anyway, I spent some time, and, and, and I began to pray for him. And um, I walked him uh, to Jesus, and he accepted Jesus. It was just so wonderful. But the power of God hit that room. I, there were several people in that room that I, that I knew I couldn't see what was going on, obviously, but I could hear one of the persons that was in the room and got, whoa, and got up and <laughs> kind of took off. Something happened here. And the gentleman uh, that, that met Jesus, he started moving his legs. He said, I couldn't, because I said, do something you couldn't do. And so he started moving his legs. He said, that's God, that's God, that's God. And so not only did he accept Jesus, but the anointing hit him. And, you know, I had the opportunity while I was traveling to see this man and meet him face to face. One of the few people that I can honestly tell you that got into the word of God, took instruction, and is doing, he finished things. This is a man who knew nothing about the scripture. And he finished verses. I got to minister to him again. He was so grateful for what God did. Now, he told me, he said, I got another report. And they said it's everywhere. And I said, you know what? You don't have to go early, and you don't have to go sick. We're going to pray for you. And gave him a prayer cloth, and I gave him scriptures. And, but he told me he was doing his scriptures. He was doing the, what I told him to do. And uh, my friend gave him a Bible, and he was doing. I don't have any doubt. That he's, that he's coming out. Now, I'm going to tell you another one of May I? I have Please. a beloved aunt who I've loved. We were friends when, we were, uh, when I was a kid, and we hung out and chummed, and her husband departed. Um, um, uh, I would like to say for heaven, but I don't know back then when, they were, when he was 36 years old. So she raised her children. Now she is now in the 80th age group and um, I would talk to her about the things of God, and I would be cut off very quickly. And this last trip, I stopped at her house on the way out of town, and we got to talking, and I told her, she let me pray for her the first time a couple weeks ago. It's the very first time that she really let me pray for her. But she met Jesus before I left town. She accepted him. She didn't go to heaven. I told her she didn't have to go sick, and she didn't have to go early. And at that age, you know, it just tells me it's never too late. You're Shock. never too old. God has got a plan and a purpose, and God loves us. He loves me. He loves you. He loves us. Nothing is impossible if you put your faith to it. What a way to celebrate. Jesus. You know, the Bible says that heaven rejoices when he comes home. Let's lift our hands for a moment and rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to your name. Thank you for eternal life. Eternal life. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We rejoice, Lord. Yes. No rocks going to cry out in our place, Lord. We're going to rejoice and be thankful. Hallelujah. Anybody else have a testimony they'd like to share? Come on. I know I can do it because with God, all things are possible. Okay. A friend of mine's father passed away. She called me and asked me to pray because she didn't know whether he was in heaven or in hell. That's what she told me. Well, when I got to praying, I got to shaking all over. I mean, it was almost like I had Parkinson's. I was in bed, you know. And I was shaking, and I couldn't stop. And this went on for an hour. And then finally, my spirit got mad, okay, inside me. So I knew that I had to use authority that Christ has given me to bring my body back into align with his word. I spoke with my body. I quoted the word. I calmed myself down. I started speaking in tongues. I started praying in the spirit for my friend, not for me. And I woke Roger up. Roger said he looked at me. He turned over. He went right back to sleep. Okay, now I got to tell you what I seen. Thank you, Lord. I seen this man on his knees with his hands raised, but in front of him was this bench. On that bench were feet with holes in them, and there was blood all over that bench. And the Lord told me to tell my friend that her father, his walk hadn't been as long or as bumpy as many other had, but he had finished his journey, and he was there. There was the most beautiful lights and flashes and things going on. I can't describe the colors. And the next morning, I told Roger all about it. And he said, hmm. And I said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to come back. I wanted to stay where I was. And he said, well, I'm glad you did come back. He said, because I, I couldn't have called you back. He said, I wouldn't call you back. Well, when we went to go to the funeral, we walked in, I went to the casket, and there was that man that I had never seen before. So God gave me an open view, a glimpse into heaven. Because, you know, when you're a child of God, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And he gave me that word to give to her to make her comfortable to encourage her and to wrap God's arms around yes. her so she could have that inner peace no matter what's going on around you. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, when we're under his lordship, we can do all things. Hallelujah. What a comforting word. That one. Thank you, Jesus. So grateful. So thankful, Lord. Thank you for bringing peace to this lady, Lord. Thank you for your ministry through joy to 
to bring relief and bring that joy to our life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it, a, um, it's been a long time since I shared this. Um, uh, Ella and I were living in an apartment, and uh, we were just we were just full of the word and of God. And this knock came, and this guy's at the door, and uh, hippie, wild looking, you know, had crazed look in his eyes. And he said, uh, uh, I'm here to get high. I'm at the right place. I said, yeah, come on in. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, I can assure you the best high you ever had. It's the most high you will ever get. And uh, anyway, uh, he, was, he was pretty rough. You know, Ellen gave me the, the look, the, the husband-wife look. And uh, so I took him outside. So I took him outside, and uh, we're out there, and he is, he is lit. I mean, he's just out there. And uh, we sit down there, and we're looking at the moon. It's a full moon and everything. Look out there, and he said, wow. And I got to look at him, yeah, wow. <laughs> and I said, you know who made that? And started witnessing to him about the Lord. Well, uh, what happened is I shared my testimony the spirit of prophecy shared my testimony and uh, he immediately I saw the switch it changed he immediately sobered up he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ got baptized in the Holy Spirit and uh, was on his way back to Nashville <laughs> but what happened was the anointing was there once you start sharing about Jesus and give the, your testimony. Anointing broke through, sobered him up. He accepts the Lord, and then he was an easy receiver. He starts speaking in tongues and takes off, full of God. He gave him some instructions there in Nashville, church to go to and stuff. And uh, What am I saying? We got to get our testimonies. We got to put out there, people, and there he is, I mean, my family and stuff, they'll say, oh, here goes dad again, because I have, I've shared them a bunch, but they're just going to have to get used to it, I'm going to share them some more, <laughs> but the thing too is share them with other people, maybe that haven't, haven't heard it, because I believe that that's what God's calling us to, to break through and carry that prophetic anointing of the testimony of Jesus and let it just cut right through to the heart. Let it bring up, bring um, that place that is on the inside of them. They're, they're looking for their lost love. They just don't know who he is. People are desperate. They're looking around. Nothing can fill them up. Nothing can take the place of Jesus. And they're looking and they, they try and with sports or this, that, whatever, but it never satisfies. It never can complete. It never can come close to what Jesus gives us. And they're looking for their lost love, but we know him. <laughs> and we carry his spirit. And we can introduce them. How? The testimony of Jesus. 
releases the spirit of prophecy. Breakthrough anointing. And we can't be complacent. We've got to keep pressing through. And we've we got to not let any condemnation come on us. We, we can't receive that. Oh, we should have done this better or whatever. That will always be there. We just keep walking with Jesus. And we keep getting stronger and stronger in him. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.